Hello. During this episode, I touch on some sensitive issues around mental health and breakdown and the impact that COVID had on me and my clients. So if you are feeling particularly vulnerable at the moment, please be aware that I will touch on some mental health sensitivities right now. Also, if you are feeling like that, I want to, you to know that I see you and that it is possible to have thriving businesses alongside mental health issues. Also, it may not be possible if you are too deeply in it. So I want to give all that breadth and depth to mental health issues. I see you. I feel you. I hope you're okay. And I want to be very clear that I disclose as much as I want to about myself on this episode and that I'm good and that I'm recovering from it and that we did cut out some stuff here where I mentioned other things that weren't my business to get into. And so um, if if you're confused <laughs> that it feels like there's something missing, you're right because um, I wanted to stay in my own lane and keep in my business. And I don't think that um, talking about other people's stuff is is quite right there. So please enjoy this episode. I hope that it brings you some insight and some interest and highlights just what human beings are capable of in the face of great challenge. Hello, hello, hello. And over here at SFC HQ, we are celebrating today 10 years in business. I can hardly believe it's been 10 years since I got on a plane, flew to New York and went to a three-day conference called Rich, Happy and Hot Live and started up SFC. In celebration of this, I'm changing the name. From Sarah Faruya Coaching to SF Creative and coaching will still be the leading part of my business. So today I have a very, very special guest. Angela Ortiz Petas is back. She's here because she's interviewing me. And I really enjoyed this. It was so interesting listening to how I told my story and listening to all the little versions of myself. And I thought, wow, kind of cool. So please enjoy my own game-changing story as I celebrate 10 years in business. What's happening next? Like, so where are we going? And, and kind of like, did you decide that, oh, you want to make a, a strategic shift in your business? Did this come suddenly? Tell us a little bit about the story between SFC first 10 years and SFC where you are with dreaming. <laughs> okay, so SFC first 10 years was like a steady build. So, you know, the first five years were basically freelancing until five years ago. I really started, that's when I first launched FNJ, the February is the new January program. And I started realizing that I could really build, 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 and probably build a sustainable business off the back of that. But um, I don't know, like COVID obviously had an impact. And I think it's just mm -hmm. the way I am. If I listen to my own story as well, it's like, okay, you and I were having a meeting. We were in one of our marketing strategy meetings and you said SFC can mean super fucking creative. And I was like, yeah. And I like to call the people who work with me as well, like you and Jane and um, 
Carolyn and Laura, Sarah for your creatives, right? So I like mm-hmm. to imagine that we're like a little creative group, like weaving magic together, you know, <laughs> to put together whatever this is, right? I see myself as in service of the business. I don't mm-hmm. see myself as the business, right? That's that's my kind of mentality. So, and, and then I was like, I can remember text, you'd left or I was on the train or something. And then I texted you and was like, I'm going to change the name of the business to Sarah Fury Creative. And, um, and that's going to happen after the 10 year anniversary. I'm going to have a massive party to celebrate. <laughs> and you were like, yeah. And then I told Laura and she was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, it's definitely a secret. I'm not going to tell anybody. Then I started telling all my besties. And they were like, <laughs> some of them were like, what? <laughs> but so basically I have this deep, like I collect art with the clothing swaps. It's not just about clothes. I love fashion and design. Um, I'm not particularly good at it myself, but I love kind of expressing myself through the outside world as well. I love stories and all this kind of stuff. And I think that, you know, essentially, if I look back on these stories, like English was always the top telling stories is always at the fundamental and I see every single day that I'm working doing things is like trying to get back to that essence away from that five-year-old who was called the tortoise and the hare and all that you know good stuff that may that you know makes me who I am today good or bad whatever that it is what it is so the next 10 years I don't know there's a 10 and a 20 year track and so at the moment, if we just kind of, if it's Sarah for your coaching, and then that includes uh, clothes swaps and something else to kind of support coaching, that's, so it's Sarah for your creative now, and it's like a creative agency. Coaching is the leading product there. So it's like executive coaching and life coaching, of course, but whatever that emerges to be. So it doesn't mean that I'm only coaching creatives from now on. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Everybody is, but it just, helps people to find me a bit better but it's also just what I want to do it's like it came out of my essence what we call in mm. systems coaching out of my essence and now we're in the dreaming phase and planning and then um the launch on Sunday was the the p- launch party and it's not just a party uh we displayed pictures people's art poetry reading I was giving away gifts from the the people that I know like candle from Mor- Miraino Mori and um poetry books from uh, Marcellus's Emoja book but he's one of the editors he's not the writer of it um all kinds of different things that I'm kind of giving away in that in that space of people who I know are doers and makers and another one of my legends Yukiro the drag queen um he has a house called the house of Schwartz so three of his house members came to host uh, drag queens because I just think that's just such a great thing and I paid them handsomely because I think that's also very important Um, my photographer Tia will be there we just did a photo shoot recently I try and hire people from my community into my business as well and so Tia was one of those people who you know she put call out she she sounded a bit sad on Facebook one day (laughs) and so I said would you like to be my kind of in-house photographer for all my clients she was like all right so I incorporated that into the business as well. So like paying attention all the time. I've Again, I've lost the, the track. But the, so what's going to happen in the future? I feel like, okay, today, and again, I have ADHD. So this is today's idea, right? That emerged mm-hmm. from me resting really carefully at the weekend. Like I, I rested very carefully on Saturday and I rested very carefully yesterday. And from here came two ideas. Number one, a collaboration a month. 
So every month I'll collaborate with somebody who I think is super creative and super game changey or whatever it is, like just creative. So it could be you one month. It could be Carolyn one month, who's a writer. It could be uh, a musician one month. It could be an artist one month, but it always has to, or it could be another coach one month. It always has to feel good to me. Like if somebody asks me what the strategy is, the strategy is, does it feel good? And does it feel in integrity? And am I getting a witchy feeling of grossness? Let's follow that, shall we? <laughs> um, and the other thing that I got was like, I've been listening to um, some interviews with Tracy Emin, and I'm trying to get on on this podcast as well, somebody from my hometown who completely renovated one of the roads near the seaside, which had become very run down in a very traditional kind of seaside town kind of way. And he totally renovated it. Wow. Uh, and he's amazing. And I'm really trying to get him on. He's a childhood friend of mine as well. But I was like, the city center, the town center of my hometown is dour. It's dire. It's just awful. It's all pawn shops, pound shops and McDonald's. And that, that's fine because that may be what the population needs at the time. There's no, but it's just, it just feels awful. Like the Christmas tree got on the news for being so awful <laughs> one year because it had like, it was just this like medium sized Christmas tree with like metal fence around it and all the oh, lights God. below where you could reach had been robbed. And it was literally in the national news, the world's saddest Christmas tree. And I've been listening to Tracy Emin, who has, you know, obviously she's much more higher profile than I will ever be. But she's done this thing in Margate where she's got the old Turkish baths there or the old baths there, and she's renovated them into a space for artists to go, and she's starting a school there as well. You don't wow. get a qualification, you just get to go and study art. And I was like, what if there's really cheap rent in Liscard City, in Liscard Town Centre, and I could start a new kind of art thing there? Now, again, this is just fuel for me. For an ADHD person, these kinds of ideas are 10 a penny. It doesn't mean we're going to do them, but it might morph into something else that that's different. Mm -hmm. I, cr I would love to have a gallery and an interiors shop. I would love to have a gallery. I would love to have a gallery. And that's something that I, I can see in the future, but I don't know how that's going to be yet. Like, don't anybody press me on the how yet. I'll just keep following it. But again, for me, these kind of fantasies are fuel anyway. They mm -hmm. they may turn into something else, um, and, and they may evolve. But the 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 value is in exploring them, giving them space, right? Allowing them to be the little magical ideas that that do come to you. Love that, and that's why I love working with you, Ange, because you allow them to have air and breath, but you also get into the kind of like what happens next, nitty gritty of it as well. So, yeah. and I think I do that's also want to mention um, when you're talking about the like you use the does it feel good, and then it just the first thing I thought of was like, well, you did study like, you know, biology and, and like what happens to the cells way back when. And there's some some real knowledge and, and science behind the way you approach the mind body connection. I know, you know, I've experienced that as a client, but I really just do love that about what you're saying. And and I think that's a, um, you know, really business scientific metric for why we should do things. I mean, at least I think it should be in business. Uh, but that's brilliant. I love that you've mentioned that. And, and I love that there's this, you know, kind of like, I don't know what's happening yet, but I know stories. I know people. I know community. I love art. And you're really weaving in 
your history, your strong points, your weak points, the things that are edgy and the things that you're curious about. And I know, yeah, the party was just magical and, and beautiful. And I do want to ask uh, a little bit about some of the the critical moments that led you to see this new vision for your brand and decide to take your your company in a in a, in a new, more expanded direction. You're you're moving in more art connection. I'm sorry, community. Tell us a little bit about the stories behind this new upcoming exciting change. Right. Yeah. So I think COVID, <laughs> like it, that was quite a bonkers couple of years, actually. I think I'm still processing that. But at the time I was like, it's not bothering me. I'm fine. I don't have young children. My business is thriving and I'm here to support my clients. I'm good. No. <laughs> And also what I completely forgot to mention was that my husband quit his job at the beginning of COVID. So, well, not the beginning, but like, I think in the May, he just had enough. He didn't like the way his, his company was treating him. So he said, oh, do you mind if I quit my job? And I was like, no, this is going to be so exciting. We're going to do business together. It was just a disaster. And it just really took its toll on me mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but a lot of my clients were having terrible breakdowns because their businesses were going down the toilet and um their kids were at home and so in in retrospect i was holding a lot one of the things that happened was and and i i don't like that this happened i'm not going to try and glorify a breakdown but was that like last summer summer of 2021 i don't know what you'd call it but like i think i would call it a bit of a mini breakdown actually um and again i'm often very a little bit low key about my own stuff, but it, mm-hmm. that's what it was, right? That that's what it was. I still question myself, but again, that I'm realizing is an ADHD thing, and it could also be the realization, slow realization that I have ADHD, and under understanding all the elements of that as well. It's like it's terribly overwhelming having ADHD because your mind is so active all the time, um, and a lot of the the stories that it generates are ones that you've been given about not being enough and not doing well enough and it's not going to be good and blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. and blah, 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 blah. It just came to a head in the June 2021. And I kind of decided not to do a couple of things, which I'm pretty proud of because what it, it actually, that actually taught some people that you can do that and still be respected and still be a leader and still be as a 49-year-old grown-ass woman who can do whatever she wants, <laughs> I don't have a terrific amount to prove, I think. the I need to, de- to deliver on my promises and stuff like that. And if I can't, then I need to compensate for that somehow or other. But as it happened, the things that I withdrew from were um, sustainable in themselves anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite sure that there are some people who still look out the side of their eye at that and think, oh, she's not very resilient. But I have a big problem with resilience because you don't know all the things that are quietly going on for anybody before they break, right? You don't know how much somebody is naturally resilient or not, right? And I know that because I'm a coach and I listen to people's stories every week. And I mean, I jokingly say I know people's secrets, but it's like what you're seeing and what I'm seeing in a person is is vastly different. The stories that I'm holding for people, and that means that I'm holding all the stories, not just that one story. That means that I can see people. I'm not a magician or anything like that. I'm not going to claim to be some kind of wizard. 
uh, I am. No, I'm not. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You mentioned, you know, you mentioned how 2020 was a a really, you know, traumatic and and, um, tumultuous year for so many people. And you're in the in the midst of that holding that space. Right. A a lot of your time and effort is going towards helping others navigate the craziness of what that year was. And then for it to sort of for you to have forgotten to take care of you. It's a little bit like I I can I totally understand that, like. For sure, we we are humans, and you are, though you might be a wizard. <laughs> Still, a little bit of human in there. Um, how did you, um, or how are you building and creating post this breakdown, as you called it? Um, well, the first thing I did was I booked myself in for therapy. So I did a year, almost a year of therapy, and then I went home May to June, and that therapy was like every two weeks, and then every three weeks uh, until. Um, I went to my mum and dad's in May and that was the first time I'd been home or seen my parents in two and a half years. And that ain't right in my world. So that was the first time I'd been back to the UK. It was the first time I'd been in an English speaking country. It was the first time I could just be anonymous, um, like visible, but, but, but also still be seen. Right. So I get seen much. I'm not, you know, just a local foreigner. I'm actually somebody. Auntie Sarah's back in in the neighborhood. <laughs> well, most of my friends' kids are grown now, but like, yeah. So that just really grounded me. I got to spend time with my best friends and stay with my brother and his husband, and stay with my mum and dad. And then I went up and saw one of our Seraphery Creatives people, also a client, Carolyn, and stayed with her. And we got creative and had fun together. And it was and went to see art together. And it was just, it was just like, that's what I needed. I needed to really ground myself. So I've not been back to therapy since I do have a coaching supervisor and we kind of swing between coaching and coaching supervising. And I just have, I think during COVID as well, I I just, I mean, I just knew really quickly, right. I need to identify who my A team is here. Mm. And so, you know, A team, B team, C team, it sounds awful, doesn't it? But it's like, who's, who gets my time? Who do I get to see face to face who I don't mind getting an infection from? <laughs> <laughs> or just like, it's just like we had such small pockets of time in which to see each other. It was like, who gets that? So some friendships became incredibly strong during that time. And mm-hmm. some fr- and some very strong friendships fell to the wayside, which also broke my heart, which I think also contributed to me having a breakdown as well but I think that's combined with the ADHD Um, and let me also tell you that even in that breakdown I still have this is the paradox I still have moments of such great joy and pleasure and fun and enjoyment so that's one of the things that I think is really important and something I bring to my clients as well is that sense of like you can think about things all you like, but you need to have your nervous system prepared or be able to recognize it. And if you think you're going to be in a situation where your nervous system is going to hijack you, then you need to get some stock phrases out so that you can just meet that situation the way it is. And that's kind of where I am at the moment. And also really understanding ADHD and autism and things like that. And just really understanding all the reasons why and CPTSD as well. And so all the reasons why that overwhelm and that kind of emotional dysregulation, which again is not being all over the place or being overly dramatic or any of those things. It's actually inside the person. It's where the the response is not proportionate to the situation you're in, um, but it can feel 
terrible and then you can react out of that um and do some very stupid things and of course addiction comes from this as well over drinking um alcoholism drug use binge eating all these kinds of things can come from this kind of attempt to um regulate your wild emotions and and mm. what that actually means is your your nervous system reacting in such a way mm. so that's another because uh, a lot of us um we don't really know what's happening to us physically or emotionally. Like we're just responding, right? Correct. We get into arguments and we get into conflict with our loved ones and we feel all that, that energy. We feel ourselves going into flight or fight mode or just being completely enraged and, or the victim or I'm right, you're wrong. And most of us like don't know what the fuck is happening to us so it's very difficult to to then you know recover from those and you know a lot of bruising between siblings friends loved <laughs> ones happen simply because of ignorance it's so interesting just hearing your story about this with you and Kay because I can definitely relate and, and I'm sure it resonates to a lot of our I hope our so. listeners I hope so yeah and that that is it's so important to be able to notice just notice that dysregulation and that doesn't mean that then people get off the hook that doesn't it's not that person's what can I say like you don't get to blame that person this is just your emotional dysregulate that's not how that works right so it's like that throw some empathy into the emotional field throw some understanding into the emotional field but also hold the person accountable you can still hold people accountable for their poor behavior Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to note as well, because we don't want to do any kind of toxic positivity or toxic, you know, sugarcoating mm-hmm. of of people's behavior. And and for me, at this moment in time, I've started to really, really get like, number one, you know, when I said I made a huge mistake and I should have followed myself there, mm-hmm. I still make yeah. those mistakes. I still ignore these little signs and I'm so out of integrity at that point. But I can like something's off here. This person's mm-hmm. like. There's something going on there that I am not liking and it's it's bothering me, but I don't trust myself. So now I know I can have this conversation with myself and say, ADHD is going to tell you that you've got it wrong, that they're better than you and they're the be- and th- that you need to kowtow to them or whatever that I don't know if that's the right word or like you need to bend to them. But actually now I can be like, and I've I've told Laura, my assistant, our one of Sarah Fruit Creatives, SF Creatives. Laura, if ever I say to you, I've got a witchy feeling about something, you must tell me, (laughs) Sarah, we've had this conversation. It should be a no or it should be a yes, you know? And I think that's where the creative thing, uh, sorry, the Sarah SF Creative came from. It's born out of this kind of step towards integrity. It's about following that thread back and undoing all those knots, going back to that point where I was sitting in my dad's study. And that sounds terribly grand, doesn't it? It was the spare bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he was a teacher, so why not? You know, the home office, spare bedroom. Yeah, it was the study. We called it the study. The study. (laughs) It sounds like (laughs) the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. Went to Uncle Quentin's study. Um, So, you know, going into my dad's study, like, what if he'd said, yeah, let's just go for it? Go Mm. for it, darling. English, English, French, drama, let's do it. You know, you might even consider doing art. Why not? You know, just do art. you got to see. Nobody else got to see. You know, like, what does it look like to keep honouring that person there who knew? She knew. And halfway through university as well, I was like, 
what the fuck is going on here? I should just quit and do something else. Go and study English, you know? But I was get these messages, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. No. So I carried on, which is which is fine because, you know, that, that builds some kind of muscle in you. But, like, so that's where this, I think, is coming from now. So I have no, you know, I have mm-hmm. ideas. I don't know where it's going to go, but I still feel this strong sense of, I just think there's so many opportunities. You, me, so many other people have created Sarah, uh, Sarah Jean Rosito. So, I mean, uh, Lauren Shannon. So many people have created these amazing portfolio lives. They're not linear. And your husband as well. It's like all these different things like uh, entertainment plus singing plus uh, fitness plus uh, just straightforward entrepreneurism plus training camps. Or you know, we don't have to just be, I'm a coach and now that's what I do. It's like, mm-hmm. this can be part of a bigger kind of creative agency that we don't know what it is yet. And that breadth thing, one of the things I would love to see is that I'm able to uh, sponsor or do something with upcoming artists. And if that means coaching, and, and I already do that actually, or if that means purchasing you know, every year I, I get my cards made. Um, mm. So I, I hire an illustrator or an artist to make uh, seasonal cards. And then I send physical cards to all my clients and friends. And that's something that I love doing. So this is just very well, important. This reminds me of what you were saying about how much you love and value the small businesses in the community. This is... Oh, yeah. Same thing, right? Like instead of buying your Christmas cards off Amazon or one of those those larger, which is fine, just, of course, totally fine, totally, totally fine. fine. But how cool is it? At least as I'm hearing from you, is like if I can bring all these different people and shine some lights on what they're doing, then there's a bit of matchmaking going on there where people might find the solution through, you know, the smaller kind of like the it's almost like a mirror of like the small business, like get your your Love pottery it. at the local you know grandma shop where they've got such amazing stories and such richness to it. Um, so I love that about where creatives, your agency idea is going. And one Be- thing I think to say before we wrap up, which I think we probably should, is that everybody, not everybody, but some people, I often talk to you about believing people. Like mm. I believe when somebody tells me something, if you tell me you're an illustrator, even though you're working in a, in a small school. Oh, I'm also an illustrator. Oh, okay. Interesting. Tell me more. You know, oh, can I hire you to do my cards? Uh, what's you, what kind of income are you on? All right. I'd like to coach you. Like that helps. But people have done that for me, Ange. So don't, mm-hmm. when I tell you about that career strategy seminar in 2008 from Few, I met people there and I saw that they believed me when I told them things. Mm-hmm. I hadn't got, the, the the company I was working in wasn't like that. The company I was working in was always like, boop, 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 hair too curly, da, da, da. Uh, you know, like get it, lipstick too bright, comments all the time, make it smaller, make it, da, da, da. in Japan we do this. It was always that kind of like, and I tried to package myself, can you imagine? Six foot tall with long curly red blonde hair trying to be Japanese what a fucking joke and and what a what a waste of time for everybody as if I was ever going to fit in it wouldn't matter if I showed up in a clown's costume or the latest fashion the latest you know like suits plus suit uh for for the new grads 
I'm still 100% different from everybody. So mm. when I realized that when I was 40 and when I started my business, I was just like, I am going to be more and more and more and more of myself. And that's, I'm still on that mass. I think I'll be on that journey as long as I live just because of the, the, the ADHD and everything. So that's, that's good. But I feel much, you can say, see, I feel freer to other people. I probably look very free, but anyway, um, get back to what I was saying about like people guides and, and people who recognize you and what I'm offering to people is only what I've received. Mm. So when, when those people were like, oh, you, and then the next career strategy seminar, they said, oh, would you be on the committee to, and I was like, me, you know, me, why are you asking me? I'm like, I'm unreliable. I'm lazy. I'm selfish. I'm ungrateful. All those things that, you know, I was given when I was young lies. Right. And I'm like, all right then. And I did that. Uh, and I went to that and I was like, I was on the committee. Laurie was on the same committee. Other people, Catherine North was one of the keynote speakers, blah, blah, blah. I went to all the, you know, seminars, had a fantastic time. By the next one, I was the president. I was, just wait a second. That seems bonkers to me. Let me just rewind that. That's true. So 2010, I was on the committee. Then they asked me to come on the board of directors again. I was like, me? What? Then then 2011, I became the president. Because I can remember sitting around just after the earthquake. Me, Sarah Jean, uh, Terry, and Lauren in Lauren's old cafe. Do you remember it, Kimono? Yes, yes. And just going, oh, God, everybody had gone because of the thing. I think everybody on our committee besides us on our board of directors was pregnant. So they'd all gone off to where there wasn't radiation, where there weren't exploding power stations. I never did. But um, um, I was like, oh, God, we really need to think about who the next president's going to be. So I was sitting there like that. And when I looked up, everybody was like that, looking at me. And I was like, what? <laughs> Oh, no, it was Lisa Gravestock. It was Lisa Gravestock. Lisa Kennedy now. Yes. And uh, I was like, what? And they were like, we were thinking you. And I was like, what? And I was just like, they must be mad. But actually, I was really good. Having just listened to your story, the within the story, <laughs> I do see this pattern, though, Sarah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Go on. Help me. Help me. <laughs> Coach me, therapize well, it me. Was, you know, there was a story about you in school, in, yeah. in, in elementary school, going from, you know, just a kid to like you're handing out the wine and the bread and then you're helping teach the kids. And then in in regular school, you know, you even just being young with your teachers saying, oh, I'll put you in charge. Like, you know, and then at what when you went into uh work at the telecommunications company a couple jobs before then the pub story like there is this pattern yes. of you quite um being a leader being someone who passes things on taking care of your community being a part of the community so i am not surprised that the brand is evolving yeah. the way it is and that yeah. we're seeing like an agency and a bigger community build out from it not surprised at all. Yay. <laughs> Let's wrap up here by asking you one final question, which is really one of my favorite um, slogans that you have. You have quite a few brilliant <laughs> approaches to, you know, helping people navigate their life and helping people understand what they really want. But the one, there are many ways to lead a life. And what does that mean to you? 
is what I would like to ask you to share with us. This is surprising to me, and it doesn't mean just me, but please accept me. That's it. Please accept me in all my edges and all my, and that just, and that's a mirror. It's a mirror as well. Uh, that's just what bubbled up out of me then. There's nothing, I um, mean, I could have a long and clever answer for it. Please. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's let, brilliant. I love let, it. Let it in. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something <laughs> a lot of us have, you know, really voiced, but a lot of us have been feeling when sharing our stories and when we when we get together and see the value of people's stories. That's 100%. really what some of us are saying, right? And especially <laughs> if you're a bit different and a bit edgy and a bit outside of the the norm, <laughs> the norm, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> what I wanted to say, um, just maybe I'll share that one of the things I really appreciate about working with you and about your approach to coaching is knowing that you're still on this, you know, the journey of figuring you out and deciding how you want to show up and what you want to do. So watching you now redefine your brand and take it someplace with absolute surety, like we have a lot of evidence that your coaching is fantastic. You have some high, high profile clients in your portfolio. You have such a diverse portfolio and such amazing people benefiting from you. Uh, it's just really exciting to be working with someone so transparent and vulnerable and bringing that magic in and really helping you know, redefine, revisit some of the ideas that we think are the way business should be. We think this is how, you know, we're supposed to show up as, as entrepreneurs, as women, as, you know, whoever we've chosen to be. And I just love that you are, you know, highlighting game changers while also just being a game changer every day in the way you show up. So thank you, Sarah, for being here with us today and for sharing your story on the podcast, Legends. Uh, but don't leave us in the dark. Let us know where we can find you. Where should we be looking to next? Would be should we follow you on Instagram or should we be on your YouTube? Yeah, so you can find me at Sarah Furuya Creative on Facebook or SF Creative on Facebook and also on Instagram at Sarah Furuya Creative, SF Creative. And uh, also I have a personal page on Instagram, which quite welcome to follow too, which is at Sarah Furuya, which is where I just do my kind of daily life stuff, the things that make me happy. You don't get to see everything there because basically I want to I want to scroll through uh, all my delights, <laughs> not my sadness. You will, get to see, you will get to see a lot of uh, Sarah's passion, which is sky watching and Correct. the beautiful sunsets of Zushi. Well, that's my real job, of course, CEO <laughs> of the sky. But uh Obviously, unfortunately, I have to go under the guise of all these other things as well. Coaching, clothes swaps, uh, podcaster, a lighthouse circle, grief coach, you know. But really, I'm just the CEO of the sky. <laughs> and also, sarahfaruya.com is my website. I have a YouTube channel as well, which is at Sarah Fruya. And uh, yeah, I'm on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you, Sarah, for being on the fabulous podcast, Legends. Thank you for interviewing me, Ange. You're a great interviewer. The magnificent and lovely Sarah Furia at Sarah Furia Creative.